The time is now. They gon' love me for my ambition. Easy to dream a dream, but what's harder to live? All right, welcome back, everybody. This is part two of our two-part series with Pastor Travis Hall. Uh, for If you didn't check out last week, I recommend it. go ahead and go back, check out that episode. There was some absolute fire uh, that you're going to want to see before we hop into this part two. Uh, to give you a little bit of a recap, so Pastor Travis Hall has served in ministry since 2001. Uh, he's led the pastor of Life Church International, a dynamic and diverse congregation in Metro Atlanta. And man, I tell you what, he just wrote this book too. Seven deadly thoughts that uh, we mentioned a little bit in part one. We're going to dive into this a little bit in part two. You're not going to want to miss it. Here we go. He just kept innovating. He just kept taking chances. He just kept creating. After 65, he made millions of dollars after 65. And so I would just encourage whoever you are out there at any age, um, lean into what God placed inside of you and trust him enough to take a step of faith. Yeah. That's crazy. That's good. All right, so we're going to segue a little bit, okay? Okay, um, let's do it. You know, this is on the same topic, but um, I got this beautiful book right here. Uh, All right, that, come on, let's go. That you just recently released called Seven Deadly Thoughts, Conquer yeah. the Thoughts That Limit Your Life. Um, you know, I was just telling Brad, you know, I just got this. And, you know, I cracked it open um, last night after I got to send you a picture. Emery was running around with it, had the book open. Um, <laughs> so evidently, she, she wants to know these things ahead of time. Um, but, man, I mean, I remember when you said you were going to start writing this book. And um, yeah. how to see it, have an actual physical copy, man, it's, um, it's amazing. So I, I want to dive into this a little bit. Uh, but I want to start off with... Um, a passage, and this is just on the first page, and you start off by talking about strongholds, um, and you, you start by saying this, you said, it would be a mistake to assume that the presence of a stronghold in your life is, is always obvious, because it isn't. One of the most surprising realities of daily thinking is that you can be held captive by one for years and be totally unaware. Strongholds typically arrive unannounced. They creep in quietly and develop in your thought life with the purpose of poisoning your perspective. And strongholds come in all shapes and sizes. Uh, mm. You go on to say uh, just a little later on, I guess the simple way to put strongholds is believing that a lie is truth. Yeah. Um, so it, it, can we spend a little time real quick talking about just strongholds? Because I think this is... Um, I think this is a word that isn't used a whole lot. You know, I, I hear, you know, a good amount in church or whatnot, but sure. um, we don't necessarily hear about this word a lot. So can we break that down a little more of, you know, somebody that might be like, maybe I have a strong cold. What exactly is that? Um, and how, you know, how can we start walking through some of these thoughts, I guess? Well, the terminology of stronghold is definitely biblical. It comes from scripture, but the concept is, is not um, uncommon. As a matter of fact, I'd say in the last five to 10 years, it's become a very, very prevalent conversation, especially in the business and entrepreneur world. People have discovered that the thing that's holding people back the most is, a, is, is what they call mindset. So today, the terminology most of your listeners probably will have been familiar with is mindset or limiting belief or limiting mindset. Every time I jump on a clubhouse, uh, there's a room, everyone's talking about mindset. Um, so that's, that, that is the concept. A stronghold is really a limiting belief. Uh, what's ironic is people think that it's a new idea. 
but it's actually a, a couple thousand years old. The first time we hear about it is when the Apostle Paul writes in, in Scripture, and he talks about strongholds being set up in the mind. They're limiting beliefs that convince you and I that we really cannot step into God's will for our lives when we can. Uh, they usually get into our lives very quietly, oftentimes early in life, and it can come from hurtful words uh, from people. It can come from family, um, sometimes limiting things that were said over us. We're like, well, in our family, we don't do that, or in our family, we don't do business, or, or successes for other people, or, or uh, divorce runs in our family. That's just how it is. Mm. We start to pick up these thoughts in our family or in our mind that come from oftentimes family members, sometimes things our fathers said to us or our fathers didn't say. I've discovered many strongholds did not come from hurtful words, but an absence of words an absence of affirmation, what they do see in a son or a daughter, what they do see in you and speak life to that thing. Uh, they can come from a bad breakup in a relationship. Um, pain, points of pain will produce strongholds. But here's the tricky part. We don't know it when it's happening. We don't know it when it's happening. Um, I, was just in, I was just in an interview with a guy who said he grew up, his father never told him how he felt about him. Mm. And so for years, he believed that he wasn't lovable. He wasn't worth being cared for. He believed that. He just recently got free from that limiting belief, that stronghold, but for years he carried it. That's what I mean. We it, Strongholds, limiting beliefs set, them, set, set up camp in our mind, and we build our life around it. We, we tiptoe around it. The relationships we build, the friendships, the depth of our friendships suffer, the quality of our marriages or our relationship with our kids, the way we lead, our willingness to be vulnerable or transparent, all of these things, the, the amount of money we think we're going to even earn or the education we can gain. You name it, I promise you. There's not a part of your life that's untouched by a limiting belief that some point, at some point in your life you adopted and you just believe it's true about you and it is not true, but it feels true. And the only way to get rid of it is to confront it head on. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Man, what is that? It, it just got, it has my, it has my mind going right now. Just, you know, just trying to, <laughs> just trying to think of different things and, it's crazy because I think you don't you don't think about it at first, and then you you take life for what it is, right? You take yeah. life for what it is, and this is just my life, right? Um, and like you said, those those lies that have been told to you, you know, they they keep you captive. Yeah, they keep you they keep you captive. They keep you in this mindset of um, you'll mention this in your book as well of missing the abundant life. Right. That's right. That, you know, that, you know, Christ has, you know, died for you to have um, and, you, and you miss it. And man, OK. <laughs> all right. <laughs> let's, let's walk through um, and you don't have to share them all because you guys, I, I need you to buy this book. All right. We're going to make sure that we have a link, um, guys. You guys can get this on Amazon, get this off of Pastor Travis website, cultivatemypurpose.com. Uh, plenty of places to get this right now. Um, but if you don't mind kind of giving us a sneak peek of some, um, sure. if you just want to roll through some of, um, maybe just, uh, you know, top three or four thoughts that you think, um, you're, you're seeing the most. Sure. Well, uh, before we even get into the thoughts themselves, um, I think chapter three, the dangers of a poison perception is a great place to sort of start the conversation. All right. You know, per perception is really a filter, uh, that you process information. Um, you know, it started to develop when we were young and through information and experiences, we developed a perception. 
Now, it continues to grow every day, right, based on new experiences and new information. Here's the problem. Um, when that perception becomes poisoned with bad information, then everything that comes through that lens, that filter, takes up the flavor of the filter. And, and your worldview is based upon something you believe is true simply because it looks true to you. And that doesn't mean it's true at all. You, a, a poison perception can cause you to believe that you're absolutely right, but you're positively wrong because you're seeing life through the lens of that specific filter. Um, I'll, I'll give you um, an example. Uh, they say Psychology Today uh, did a study that said uh, by the time, for people who get divorced and remarried, they said by the time they get to their third marriage, they've only got a 27% chance of, of making it. With each marriage, their, their success rate diminishes. Now, I know it sounds strange, but to me, it feels like, man, the more you got married, the better you'd get at it. You know, at some point, you just figure it out. Uh, but, but here's the problem. They keep taking an old mindset into a new relationship. Their, their perception has been poisoned. And maybe it happened in the first marriage, or maybe it happened in college in a relationship. But the way they now view a relationship has been totally poisoned. So it doesn't matter what their spouse does. They view it through that lens that tells them they don't love me. They don't care about me. They don't accept me. And the truth is they might have all of the above, but you just can't see it. You've, you've, you've got a poisoned perception and you're approaching your entire life that way. And I think the most dangerous thing about a poisoned perception is, um, is you yourself become a poison source because you just begin to repeat how you see life and and the world. Well, you know, nothing good happens to me and nothing ever happens. In, in, I'm never, I'm not a lucky person. Nothing ever good comes my way. Well, honestly, it does. You're, you're more blessed than you realize you are, but you just can't see it mm -hmm. because at some point in your life, you've gained a poison perception. You know, you guys, all three of us have something in common. We're from Michigan. And I would venture to say that many years ago, most of the world couldn't even tell you that Flint, Michigan existed. Nobody knew about Flint, Michigan until the Flint water crisis. When the Flint water crisis happened, everybody knew about Flint. It was all over the world, yeah. right? So city officials decided to draw from another source and they didn't do their homework. And essentially, because they decided to draw from another source, uh, it caused lead poisoning to impact uh, a, a huge portion of the city. And uh, lead poisoning is proven to cause uh, blindness. Um, it, can, it can cause uh, 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 miscarriages in pregnant mothers. Um, and in horrible worst case scenarios, it can cost them their life. And what's my point? Because they drew from a poisonous source, it resulted in people being poisoned. If your perception is poisoned, you become a poison source. And everyone that draws from you will pick up that poison because that's how you see the world. Now, here's the tricky part. People will begin to push away from you because they need to survive. So you'll, be, you'll end up pushing away what could have been great relationships because people are like, I just can't stay in their life because, oh my gosh, like everything's so bad and they see things a certain way. Uh, so I think that's why it's important to first, let's go ahead and purify our perception. I think that's a starting point um, because that poison perception will facilitate every deadly thought that you can, that you can imagine thereafter. Um, do, you, do you want me to hit a couple thoughts real quick? Go for it, yeah. Okay. Um, so one of the deadly thoughts, uh, the first of the deadly thoughts is, did God really say? It's, it's the stronghold of doubt. It's the limiting belief that God has anything good for you. Um, well, you know, did, did God really say he loves me? Did God really say that he'll never leave me or forsake me? Because the way you perceive God will ultimately determine the way you see yourself and the way you interact with others. Mm -hmm. But let's take it a little more practical. Let's take it a little bit deeper, okay? 
Um, did God really say I should marry this person even if I don't feel happy right now? Um, did God really say that I should start this business or this church? Or did God really say I should start this podcast? Um, did God really say I should write this book? Because when the going gets tough, that question is going to show up. And we see it actually in the Bible. It's the very first stronghold. It's the first limiting belief in Genesis chapter 2. Uh, the scripture says that the serpent approached Eve and asked a very simple question. Did God really say? And when she believed that, a limiting belief entered her mind, and she believed God was, was holding out on her, that he had good stuff that he wasn't letting her have. And when we believe that, it'll wreak havoc in our life. So when you go through a tough time or a tough year or a tough patch in your marriage, guess what you hear? Did God really say? And you'll start quitting on things that could be great if you just stuck with it. If you would have just finished the book, if you would have just stuck with the podcast past the first four episodes, if you would have just kept moving, don't, don't let that become a stronghold in your life and keep you from God's best for your life. So that's one. That's one, maybe one of the most common ones. Um, I'll give you one more and then I'll let you, I'll kick it back to you guys. Um, I don't have what it takes. That's a huge stronghold. I don't have what it takes. You know, you start to discover a sense of purpose, and as soon as you lean into it, the first thing you hear is, yeah, but I don't have what it takes. I couldn't be a businessman. I couldn't start an LLC. I mean, I don't even know about business. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't manage. I couldn't lead. I couldn't lead because I don't believe that I have what it takes. You know, there's a guy, his name is Saul in the Bible, and he's a pretty, he was a pretty dope guy. Like, like the, like scripture says, the scripture literally tells us that he was a handsome guy, like attractive. All right. So we know he was popular with the ladies, right? It tells us that he was head and shoulders above all. He was tall. You know, I mean, he was strong. He was a, a military leader, a general, like successful in military battles, never lost a battle. Right. So he's undefeated. He's attractive strong, right? You already don't like the guy, right? I mean, the guy, the, like the guy can't lose. I mean, they would, they, he was so popular that they would write songs about him. You know, Saul has slain his thousands. Like they were literally writing music about this guy. Like, and then watch this above all that, he gets tapped as the first King of Israel, the first King of the whole nation. Holy smokes. Talk about impressive resume, right? But something interesting happened. On the day of his coronation, when it was time for them to crown him king, they couldn't find him. They looked all over. Where's Saul? It's, it's coronation. It's, it's time for him to take the throne. It's time for him to be the king. This is an exciting day. You know what the scripture says? The scripture literally says this. Listen to this. It said they found Saul hiding among the baggage. Mm. Externally, Saul looked like he had it going on. He looked like he was the most confident guy in the world. But privately, you ready for this? He was losing the greatest battle of his life, and it was the fight against insecurity. Because when we don't believe we have what it takes, we're wrestling with deep-seated insecurity. Let me be clear for your listeners. Every one of us has insecurity somewhere. That's not the question. You're not wrong for having insecurity. The most dangerous thing for Saul was not being insecure. The most dangerous thing for Saul was refusing to deal with it. He ignored it. Here's what I can tell you guys about insecurity. If you don't deal with insecurity, as you grow older, it will deal with you. It will show up in ways that you didn't want it to. It will manifest itself in ways you don't want it to. 
Um, I talked to a guy recently who said um, he got fired from his first job out of college. That seed was in a sowed was insecurity. He just started to believe something about himself, like he's rejectable. He's he's not an accepted type of a person. He'll always be rejected. Every job after that, every three or four years, he would quit the job before they had a chance to reject him. Hmm. He moved from city to city, job to job, and had great jobs, but would quit before they would reject him. What happened? A stronghold had entered into his mind, a limiting belief that said, you're going to be rejected because you're rejectable. So at some point, you're just going to be rejected. So reject them first because you don't have what it takes. And many of us do the same thing. Some people do it in marriages, churches, careers, because we believe that. The only way to face the only way to defeat it is to face it head on. Be honest about the fact. Start to work through it, and that's why I wrote the book. Uh, the, can I tell you guys why I wrote it? And somebody asked me this morning. They said, "Man, I just got to chapter three. I can't get past it. I've never seen anyone write it like this. It's like you're reading my story. How did you write it so well?" I said, "Well, let me tell you how I wrote it. I wrote it well because I lived it. Mm-hmm. I lived it. Here's what I want to do. I want to help people shorten the distance between their brokenness." and their healed whole self so that they can step into whatever God created them for. Enjoy their life. Enjoy their relationships. Enjoy it. Life is too short not to make it great. Yeah, man. If those two didn't want to make you buy the book already, I mean, we talk about the guy really say, um, and, and I think, you know, we talked about this when we were, you know, prepping for the podcast and everything. Um, and you told us, you know, get to get to get to 100 episodes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and and you know, it's it's been in my mind now, just burning in my mind, just like okay. It doesn't matter how many people subscribe. It doesn't mean doesn't matter how many people actually like the podcast. Um, what we're giving is our truth. What we're giving is things that we're hoping that's going to add value. Um, and I think sometimes, you know, I, I'll put it this way: for me, um, being loving to teach about leadership is. Uh, you get caught up in forgetting about the one, right? Mm. Um, and I think Jesus set the great example about not forgetting about the one, going after the one that even if you affect one person, mm-hmm. right? Right, uh, right. How beneficial that is. And um, guys, if if you guys didn't hear Pastor Travis say this, I, I'm put it simple for you. Don't give up. Keep right. pushing. Um you know, the time that he's already told you is going to happen. You're going to question yourself. Did God really say so? Did God really give me this opportunity? Was this a God saying opportunity? And I, I mean, I've lived this, you know, being being down in Georgia, going down to Georgia uh, with you and being at Life Church International and then um, getting an opportunity to come back home, but struggling with that, right? And I, and I remember what you said, and I think about this, no matter what opportunity I take next, you said, Eris, if you stay, lives will be affected. If you go, lives will be affected. Um, and, I, and I think we just have to constantly remind ourselves of if God has called you something, called you to something, that doesn't mean that there's not going to be tough times. No, um, right. And I think that's the hard part is because we hear you say what you initially said where when there's wealth, right? It shouldn't be all this additional stress, um, but doesn't mean that you won't go through stressful times. No. That's but right. it does mean when you do get on the other side of it, right, you'll be able to truly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, man, um, yeah. what you got, no, man? What you oh, got? Man, I mean, where do you start, right? <laughs> no, it, 
it, it was it was great you know and i love how this whole conversation it, it kind of came full circle mm -hmm. for me too you know we're talking about seven deadly thoughts and these these different perspectives right uh, these limiting beliefs and how these then are applied to your filter that you're looking through life you know That's right. um you know you're looking at did god really save you know the limiting mindset on grace um if you're living in your purpose you know, and you you know that, and you're passionate about what you're doing. You know, you're able to recognize that. You know, and you can you can change that truth that's been applied to that filter that you've been living life through. You know, and it really just came full circle. I I love it. I love it. I need the other seven now. You, you know, know right? <laughs> or the other five. You know. Oh, so so guys, if you guys are you know still with us right now, um, you know these seven daily thoughts, um where you can get more of this at is one purchase the book but um past travis you also recently started a podcast um towards the end of last year called transformational truths um and man when i tell you <laughs> there has been some transformational truths on there guys um please please check that out we'll make sure we have a link for that as well but um how how did you how did you come across that because you know i i know it kind of a lot of those things that you talk about might have some of the things that are in the book but uh, these transformational truths one how many do you have man i mean we're on we're on you know where episode what episode are we on now well you know actually this week i just recorded i think four more so i think we're up to 28 i think um uh but you know we've uh, you know honestly eris um it started uh, back in michigan and the team you know i would always share stuff when i was speaking or preaching and somebody coined the phrase uh, truth bomb. It's like pastor just dro dropped another transformational truth bomb. And that's really how it was born. <laughs> and that's really how it was born. We were sitting around one day, we were like, hey, we really feel like we've got to expand our reach. Well, let's start our podcast. We felt led to do it. And then um, people who are still on the team uh, that were with us in Mount, Ple in Mount Pleasant, they're like, well, let's call it transformational truths. Like you've got all these truth bombs you've been dropping for years. Yeah. Well, what I didn't know was they had been keeping a running list mm. they're like pastor we've got the list like they've been they've been keeping a list and i said well show me that list <laughs> I, I i started reading the list and man it started blessing me you know yeah. so i'm like uh you know what yeah let's do this and it's been a great journey my heart for transformational truths podcast is to really eliminate the obstacles uh that rob leaders of joy. I, I really think leadership should be fun and enjoy. I really do and enjoyable. Mm -hmm. Now it's not always easy, but, but you just still enjoy it. And so I want to restore the joy to people's life and to their leadership. And so I'm trying to give them transformational truths, these concepts that will do that, that will help eliminate those obstacles and restore the joy to their life and their leadership. So we're, we're pretty excited around here about the podcast. Yeah. See, y'all, this is this is the most exciting piece, but slash frustrating piece about talking with Pastor Travis is the exciting piece is you always get gold. The frustrating mm -hmm. piece, there's never enough time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, got, he, we just mentioned something, and I know we're going to talk about this on the podcast, and maybe we'll have to have him back for it. Um, but he talked about how people have been writing this stuff down for him without him even knowing, right? Which then begs me to ask the question: Who's in your circle? Mm -hmm. Who who's in your circle? Who are those people that are around you that are supporting you? That even when you're not thinking of something, they have they have something 
art, That's man. Excellent. All yeah. right. Who's writing down your truth bombs? Exactly. Yeah. Are you writing That's down my truth bombs, man? Always. <laughs> always. No, that's that. What an insightful question to ask. That's such an that is such an important question to ask, Eris. And um, I would encourage all of your listeners to really be introspective and ask that question of themselves. Because the truth is, uh, my wife Tina and I, we could not do what we do without the right people in our circle. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, we want to be respectful of your time, but. Uh, we do have two last final questions that we do want to ask. Um, okay. and Brad, I'm going to let you ask them and go ahead and kind of wrap us up for today. All right, cool. So, Pastor Travis, question number one <clears throat> is going to be um, to you, you know, ambitious minds, how would you define ambition for our, our listeners? I would define ambition as focused passion. Mm. Mm. focused passion you're pointing your passion at your purpose whatever that expression is i'm focusing it on this thing um because if if ambition's not focused you'll use up a lot of energy and a lot of effort with very little result so ambition to me my definition would be focused passion Focused passion. I love that. I love that. All right. And then final question for you is who is somebody that either, you know, or that you follow that you feel like we would benefit or our listeners would benefit from, from listening to. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm going through the catalog in my mind. (laughs) It's a hard one. That's why that's why I apologize for your listeners for the silent pause. It's not because I don't have anybody. It's because I'm going through this Rolodex in my brain of people that I feel like would be uh, really beneficial. I think I think if, if it's in the realm of your journey, your walk with Christ, I would say there's a guy named Ben Daly in Dallas, Texas who has a podcast. It's actually just called, it's literally just called The Podcast. It's uh, phenomenal, phenomenal. It will absolutely feed your faith, um, encourage your faith, um, rethink how God thinks about you. And, and Ben, Pastor Ben Daly is a, a dear friend of mine. Um, you would be blessed by that. If you're talking about leadership, um, there's another great podcast out there called uh, The Leadership Podcast by Craig Grishel. That's incredible. Um, just practical. It drops once a month. Um, great material. Yeah, phenomenal material. And then in terms of speaking, I know you only asked me for one, but here's what you're going to get. It's, you know, it's, it's all yeah, good. We'll take yeah. you. you in, the, in the realm of destiny and purpose, you know who I love to listen to speak to this? is uh, a guy named Dale Bronner. He's here in Atlanta. And I interviewed Bishop Dale Bronner on my podcast, Transformational Truths. I would recommend all of your leaders to go back and listen to that because we're talking about purpose. Dr. Bishop Dale Bronner and I talked about purpose and it was, listen to me guys, it was golden. I mean, I mean, golden. Like listen to that two, three times, golden. You'll have a hard time turning it off. He he talks to destiny and purpose in, in just rich ways, and I admire his work so much. So, so there's three to get you started. Okay. 
Hey, I, lo- I love. That's great. Oh, I'm sure we'll, we'll be able to link those in there too. We'll find their podcast and you know make sure we get that plug. Most definitely. Awesome. Um, how awesome. Can people, how can people stay in contact with you? Um, I know we got TikTok. You, you famous TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> now, <laughs> I, um, how, how can people stay in contact with you? You know, I tell people there's a few ways, but the simplest thing is Instagram. If you go to my Instagram account at Pastor Travis Hall. Uh, I release a lot of content there in my in my bio you'll find links to connect with me in other places. Uh, if you're interested in relationship advice then TikTok is the place I talk a lot about marriage and relationships in fact I just dropped a video today uh, we'll see how it goes but um, yeah. in both places Pastor Travis Hall uh, would love to would love to keep up with you there. All right perfect well y'all this is episode two of ambitious minds man and um it's been a blast pastor travis thank you so much uh for honoring us to be our first guest um and just blessing us today man i I have so many notes um and guys you know i hope you guys have your notes ready too um man um passion and purpose thank you so much we appreciate it thank you yes you know pastor travis has uh you know our relationship continues to grow too man i mean i continue to get more and more from you it's always gold so thank you well Guys, really, the honor was all mine. Thank you for having me on your podcast and uh, would love to come back anytime. Yeah, awesome. All right, guys. Well, until next time, Ambitious Minds. Peace. Ambition is priceless. Something that's in your veins. And I put that on my name. They gonna love me for my ambition.